Welcome to bonus episode 17, another Star Wars Celebration Chicago uh, bonus edition of the Book Wars pod or Boner 17, as Kate really, really wanted me to say. Uh, Some people put a lot of thought into calling it Boner 17. I, you know, on, it, 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 honestly, it's, it, you can tell mm-hmm. that a lot of thought was put in. Yeah, which is why I wanted you to acknowledge. Literally, on. we did an intro already and Kate Thank made me know. stop and do it over because I didn't say Boner 17. anyway i'm chris i'm here with all three of my co-hosts kate Kristen, and miranda uh how's everybody doing today we're in our new house i think the audio quality is worse but we are in a separate room (laughs) so take that for what it is um we haven't put things on the walls or anything yet so it's real echoey in here but yeah that'll happen we're not dead yet. Yeah. I mean, yet. our audio quality is allegedly better. So thanks. Yay. Yeah. Thanks very much to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon subscribers who, uh, thanks to all your generosity and monthly gifts, we were able to buy a completely new audio setup for Kate and myself. So when we ask you all for money, we're not just pocketing it. We swear. We're absolutely not pocketing it because that would mean that we had money. I know, right? So <laughs> true. No money. So, so true. We're actually saving up for an Ewok. Are you? <laughs> we weren't supposed to say that yet. Oh, shit. It was Sorry, gonna be a surprise. Damn. Surprise Ewok. My bad. In the audio medium. Yes. My yes. bad, guys. Are you guys drinking? Yes. Um, I finished my water because I'm still getting over being sick. Fucking. I'm having another. I, I'm having the last of my share of the of the Star Hill beer. The, uh, the raspberry sour. So. I've been drinking that for like maybe three episodes straight, but that's fine. You're not animals like me and Miranda, so it's fine. Well, I think we both actually. I have. I may have had Ready Player One on the pod before, but Miranda hasn't. Yay! When did you have this on the pod? I don't know. I don't know. So I am drinking, uh, like Kristen said, a beer called Ready Player One. It's by uh, Level Beer, which is a Portland brewery. Uh, I think both of us have had one of their other uh, beers recently. Uh, This one is a dry hop saison. So, very excited about it. I'm sure there are tasting notes, but it tastes like wheat juice. (laughs) Wheat juice. Oh my god. We love a good wheat cheese. That was a good noise. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm having a new IPA from Fort George because I'm trash. Um, <laughs> it's called I. How how would you pronounce this, Kate? Can I read? Can I spell it to you and you yeah. can tell me? Yes. C R Y S K N I F E. Okay. Chris. Can you type it in the chat? Chris, maybe. Chris, Chris knife, or some. Mm. 
Yeah, Chris. Chris knife. Chris. Chris knife. Chris knife. Chris. Okay, yeah, I just yeah. don't know like what the appropriate way to say it is. It's like crystal anyway. knife, but yeah. without the, the T A L in space. Yeah. Anyway, it's got a knife on the can. Yeah. Is um, the knife made of crystal? I don't know. It's shiny. It's a shiny boy. Like George Washington's horse. Yeah. <laughs> Patrol the land. God damn it. That was a deep cut. We're not. <laughs> we're not explaining it. Throw back all the way to 2010. Anyway. This is a limited edition seasonal, and it's a collaboration between Fort George and Astoria, Oregon, and Mutual Friend Brewing Company, which I don't... Uh, no, sorry. It's called Our Mutual Friend Brewing Company. <laughs> OMF. Um, I don't know where the fuck they are. I looked it up and already forgot, but this is all I have been drinking, and they've got a... I just noticed they've got a new... Uh, <laughs> they've got a new stamp on their beer that said, distributed only in the Pacific Northwest, just to remind you that they're assholes. So, <laughs> nice. I'm going to pour this into a coffee mug. <laughs> Fuck yeah. As you should. Getting back to the actual podcast and not our audio issues slash drinks slash grumpiness today. We're so uh, grumpy today. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Um, everything's fine. I'm like swear. past grumpy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Kate, Kate is post grumpy. Kate's, Kate's grumpiness is now just random primary color shapes at this point. No, it's just anger. <laughs> it's just yeah. red triangles. <laughs> it's basically been three weekends of us moving at this point. So, Oh, God. I'm so God. sorry. It's fine. Someone definitely not talking right now may have been deathly ill. So there was not a lot of packing that happened. <laughs> ah. So that was maybe part of the issue. That will happen. However... <laughs> We're almost out of the apartment, and Good. we have it until the 27th, so it's all gravy. Thank goodness. God. And we are done with Star Wars Celebration. Uh, this will be coming out after our first Celebration wrap-up pod with at Space Jess. Uh, thank you again to Jess for joining us. That was a really fun conversation. And today, we're going to be continuing along with the Star Wars Celebration theme and talking about some of the previews and trailers that we saw of all the stuff there. Um, and then next week, we're going to be getting back to books, start reading Battlefront Twilight Company by Alexander Freed. Um, so yeah, uh, now, like, I guess, moving into our outline, the first thing on here is, OMG, how was Star Wars Celebration, which is weird for me to ask because I was there. <laughs> I wrote it on there. Oh my God, how was Star Wars Celebration? It was great, Kristen. Thank you for asking. It was wonderful. It was, it was, a, it was a, no, it's just a magical Star Wars time, and, and nobody nobody was mean to me, and it was lovely. <laughs> like, yeah, no, and we said this on the last pod, but, like, I was just really struck by how positive everybody was. Like, it has never been more clear to me that all of the, like, online trolls are just, they just don't, like, it's just all fake. Like, it's like not it's, an actual meaningful part of the fandom. Also, it's literally a bunch of Twitter bots. Yeah, it's like, like it's it's the Rebel Force Radio assholes and it's Twitter bots is honestly who it is. Or the Rebel Force Radio assholes who made Twitter bots. That they definitely did that too. Yeah. So like <laughs> it's it's great because like everybody was really positive. Like it was like everybody was really positive about people's cosplays. Like didn't see a single person getting harassed uh in their cosplay, which is always something to worry about at big cons and you know, props to Reed Pop for fostering a really safe and constructive environment, especially, particularly for women cosplaying. Especially because, like, there are assholes out there who think that Hut Slayer Leia is an invitation. Oh, absolutely. So, and and so, did you guys did you guys dress up at all? Um, I brought my casual Kira. I did not actually get a chance to like 
put her on because I was running around so much. And I brought a casual Han, which was basically just me wearing a brown leather jacket. And <laughs> it only it only really would have worked if, if if Kate had been Kira. Yeah. So I wore it because that was the jacket I brought. And so I wore it with a dark Henley <laughs> and jeans and boots. So I just looked like I was wearing clothing. <laughs> but, but if Kate had been wearing her Kira, it would have worked. Yeah. It's not my fault. Love it. You guys um, are uh, in the 501st in your area. We are. And you're really cool fucking cosplayers, but also cosplaying at cons is a pain in the fucking ass. So huge shout out to everyone at Star Wars Celebration who actually... Yeah, yeah we serious, just... especially for people who like schlep their armor over there somehow. Like, God bless. Yeah, we just decided that it wasn't worth trying to ship the armor over or ship the costumes over. Yeah. Kate's Jawa and my Anakin, it's but a lot next of, time. It's a lot of cloth. We have a lot of cloth between the two of us, so it takes up space, unfortunately. Cloth. Yep. Kristen, do you have other questions before we start? That was mostly my question. How was meeting everybody also? It was good. People are really nice it in person. Lovely. It was nice to see, you know, I called out a bunch of people on the last pod that we, you know, interact with online. And got to meet in person, but so many people in the Tashi Station Radio Patreon Slack, um, so many people just from Star Wars Twitter in general, got to hang out with the Rogue Pod crew, who are always very fun. Uh, obviously, our Tashi Station family. Uh, Odie, who didn't bring Nenya, the Corgi. Yeah, Odie did not bring Nenya. Odie, how dare you? He like, drove up there too. I was like, you could have brought Nenya. <laughs> it was really funny. It was really funny because so I'm like, I like go up to, I see, uh, Brian and Nancy are pod parents at a bar and I go up to them and say, Hey, and, uh, they're talking to someone and he, you know, I introduce myself and he says, Hey, I'm Charles. I'm like, Oh, Hey, nice to meet you. And then Nancy's like, he's Odie. I'm like, why are you? In- you I realized, just- I realized that you have a real name that was given to you by real human parents, which somehow but your wasn't name, Odie. Like, I know you as Odie. So <laughs> I'm going to need you to get on the Odie level. <laughs> it was pretty funny. We are our online personalities, right? At real baby bird. <laughs> Please let me know. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Um, yeah, I know. I don't want to rehash too much of all the shit that you guys already talked to Jess about. Um, that's awesome. I heard the podcast meetup was fucking crazy because everybody's cool and everybody wanted to come and it was a it was a people. million people. It was a million. Sorry if we missed had any people who wanted to meet us who we missed. Um, we actually moved over to the Marriott bar because the Hyatt bar was just way too crowded. It was a lot. Um, and we tried to tweet about that but obviously not everybody has that but we did meet some people uh Mm -hmm. who were very lovely uh and so you know we hope to meet more of you if you wanted to meet us but didn't get a chance let us know and you know let us know what area you're in and if we're ever in the area we'll we'll try and meet up definitely also we didn't shout out this person last time shout out to lethal draws who came up to me to say hi at the podcast meetup i've been a fan of their rebels art for a million billion years on tumblr before i even started this train wreck of a podcast and now they listen to our podcast and they love it and they gave me pins and stickers and they know how much i love canara and it was just like this moment of just like mutual just like but i love your stuff no i love your stuff and it was just the cutest <laughs> like they're the, they're so pure yeah on it that was honestly really adorable it was just it was, like was mutual so fan flailing it was very good so Shout That's out to Alex. Saying. They're the fucking best. <laughs> That's why we do this shit. Mm-hmm. Just 
much as a yes. reminder since we started this podcast talking about how we're all so stressed and everything's horrible. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we do this, even though sometimes, I mean, you guys know this, fucking podcasting is a lot of work. So we are trying our best and thank you guys for always being patient yes. with us and th- for always making the thing. And for waiting, like, for waiting multiple days for last week's episode because I was sick all week. And I started a new job in addition to moving. I just like to do all of it at the same time so that I have a nervous breakdown. It's, it's, it's like when you're in college and you just schedule all your classes for one day so that you'll have the rest of the week off and you think it's a good idea and then it's really it's not. never a good idea. Um, shut up, Chris. You don't know my life. No, but I know my life. <laughs> he did it too. Why would I, ha- why would I ever did do that on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 8 a.m. until like 9 o'clock yep, yep. in the that's, evening? That's a thing that happened. <laughs> like it was a good idea. Oh. You think the five-day weekend will be worth it when you're setting up your, uh, when you're registering for classes the semester before and then it's just really not. Wow. So much drinking though. Um, <laughs> that's true. Should we talk about the trailers and um, all the shit that Delray isn't telling us about that is I, killing me? Fuck yes. Yeah, the trailers and non-trailers. Absolutely. So I know we wanted to start with nine, obviously. The big, really the only actual news that we got out of Star Wars Celebration is that episode nine is titled The Rise of Skywalker. It is also, in my head, titled episode nine, Too Sheave Too Sidious. I hate you. (laughs) Because we found out, obviously, the big twist in the trailer was Palpy's back. Muhaha, etc. At least his disembodied laugh. He has such a good laugh, though. Yo, did you guys watch the panel stream? We didn't do fucking anything. Okay, so basically the way the panel went (laughs) is... Like, you know, like it's it's like an hour and a half panel and they spend an hour, 15 minutes. Colbert was the host, which was interesting. Um, then they had JJ and Kathleen Kennedy and a bunch of the cast come out. And so they're talking about the movie, showing some pictures, which is awesome. Um, and then like they finally end with the trailer and like they hadn't said the title yet. So like it's the last thing that happens. But then when the trailer finishes running the first time, everybody is like nobody's still on stage anymore except for out of nowhere because he was not one of the people on the panel before ian mcdermott is standing there and then says in his palpatine voice roll it again and then like and then it just rolls again and then the panel ends oh it was it was wild i did watch (laughs) i did watch uh noted twitter uh friend southern cynics uh house's reaction to the trailer which was yes (laughs) oh my god yeah. I, I I won't tell the story again on the podcast, but or on this episode because I told it on the last bonus episode. But I, I I was in I was in St. Louis for work when the trailer actually dropped, um, and I flew straight from St. Louis to Chicago after uh, I was done. But oh my god, I would have given anything to be in a room with other Star Wars fans, just like screaming at this trailer. Um, so like the first thing I want to talk about having to do with the title, uh. I'm actually really glad we were, I know we were like waiting for it and complaining, complaining, complaining about how we didn't even have a fucking title for this movie that, that is honestly dropping imminently. (laughs) But also, can you imagine how many people would have like shat, like confused rage bricks uh, if we had gotten the title without this trailer? 
I would be so happy if we did, though, because I love it when everyone is annoyed. <laughs> I know. It would have been so funny. And then I log off Twitter. <laughs> right. Well, let's let's start our deep dive there. What do we think of it? What do we think it means? Everyone's a Skywalker. Exactly. You're a Skywalker. You're a Skywalker. You're Snoke. I'm Snoke. <laughs> no, exactly. I... I mean, I, I, I do think that's part of it. And, it you know, it's a nice cap to the Skywalker saga. Obviously, this is the first time we've actually gotten the name Skywalker in a Skywalker saga title or a Star Wars movie ever, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but also, I know that we, Chris and I, were speculating off pod. Sorry, we're talking off pod, Kristen. Um, Listen, we things... These last two weeks have been all extenuating circumstances. So if you needed to talk to Star Wars, it is so totally everything's fine. Everything's a hot ass mess right now. Um, <laughs> um, but we you know, we were we were talking about how we're wondering if you know if it is time for the Jedi to end. Like, are they evolving into a new order and they're just going to be called Skywalkers? And then we were talking about um, when we were reading Thrawn alliances, and we know that the Chiss referred to Force sensitive. Um, you know, fellow Chiss as Skywalkers. So it's a that would be a fucking cool tie-in because like, because they'd be walking in the sky. Exactly, yep, exactly, exactly. And like, it would be a cool tie-in because like, other than uh, you know, it being funny for um Thrawn to meet Anakin and be like, I'm sorry, what is your last name? Um, like there was really no point in calling them that. Like calling the chess forces of Skywalkers really like I mean it's a cool name but like does it, it doesn't really have any storytelling value until now maybe. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, I I love it. You know, I've I don't know if I've said on Twitter, maybe I said it as when I was live tweeting his book Wars Pod, but I really do think it's like the Skywalkers are the new order. Like the Jedi have ended. Rey is the last Jedi, and then she founds like the Skywalker Order, who is like closer to the original concept of the force because obviously luke his whole thing in the last jedi is that like the jedi you know got really arrogant and you know strayed from their teachings and all that but are, but are they gonna let them fuck now that's 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 the question you know who they're not gonna let them fuck kylo sorry what <laughs> okay but also like separate from all of this stuff where it's like hilarious because of thrawn and you know the the broader storytelling of you know luke's you know influence on ray kind of teaching her that the jedi should be something different the skywalkers as you know some kind of order sounds really fucking badass. right seriously like why have we been wasting skywalker on some useless <laughs> twink ass family when this whole time we could have called them the smiths and like yeah Hashtag useless twink ass family. Right. God bless. No, it's no, it's true. I mean, that's it's just a badass title to bestow upon another person. Definitely. Yeah. I just, I also just love it because it really reinforces kind of what Ryan was getting at at the end of episode eight, where like we've had the chosen one, and like we've had the we've had the first chosen one, we've had the second chosen one, whichever one you think was the real chosen one, Anakin or Luke, but like, or if there was one to begin with, or yeah, or if that prophecy was real to begin with, like. But like, it's, it's Kristen is the chosen one, to be sure. It's pork chop. Pork chop is the chosen one. Um, <laughs> but now we have like we're getting back to Ray, who is, you know, somebody whose parents weren't 
famous force sensitives. We have Broom Boy, famously. Uh, you know, we have we're back to kind of the original point of Star Wars, where it's not, you know, you inherit your power and your pr- your prestige. Like it is kind of what you make it. You 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 take your destiny into your hands more. So I love that we're like kind of getting back to that potentially. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be very JJ for him to like pull that back out since he just loves honoring the original trilogy so much. Yeah, I really want to know post once the movie comes out and has been seen and, you know, in like five years when people are doing like a look back, I really want to know what JJ's original plot was and what JJ's current plot is. Because I do think that there are through lines like from Kathleen Kennedy gave an interview where she said that like Palpatine being the big bad in nine was always in the plans. Um, So take from that what you will for the next six months. Um, So like there's that, you know, I think. You know, I, we've from various interviews with, you know, whether it's filmmakers or writers from episode nine or disgruntled cast members who weren't in episode eight, Simon Pegg, um, For Christ's sakes. like it's pretty clear that Ray was intended to be a Skywalker. And by intended, I mean, that was JJ's thought Vision. process mm-hmm. when he was filming seven. Uh, obviously, Ryan did not go that route. Um, mm-hmm. And that's as a different debate. But I, you know, I like it. But so it's interesting to get back to what is a Skywalker? Is it bloodline? Is it family? Is it ability? You know, it's it's it's. I think it's a much more interesting question now. Mm-hmm. I think it's the friends we made along the way. You're so right, Miranda. Oh, jeez, what an insightful comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to skip Sand Planet. I know we'll come back to it. Um, but I should have put this on the outline, but I didn't come up with it until we started talking about it. Um besides uh just the fucking rude ass music that they put oh in the God. trailer um i think the trailer has a really really interesting use of sound just like in general this came up just now when we were talking about palpatine and i was like oh my god how iconic do you have to be to like just have your laugh and us be like holy shit we know, I know right mm-hmm. um and same with like kylo's what chris what kind of ship is that it's not a tie it's a tie so it it is a tie striker it's a it is a it is a tie striker but that's this is a good segue to the question of who is in the tie fighter that is not identical to kylo's ship in eight the cockpit of kylo's ship in eight is more elongated yeah yeah uh it's it's you know more squarical it's more (laughs) elongated Whereas this one Science. looked like it was basically like a tie, like a round tie, tie fighter cockpit taped into his old tie striker wings, which begs the question, is this Kylo? Has he upgraded his ship? Is this a ship that was put together and scavenged? Who is, who is driving it? Right. And I think somebody mentioned in the, it might have even been you, Chris, in the Tashi Station Patreon Slack that Poe is... Like, all we know about the pilot is that they're wearing black gloves, and Poe is also wearing black gloves. Yep. As he's on the, I don't know, skiff or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And when they're, like, on the cliff overlooking the Death Star mm-hmm. ruins. Like, yeah, I I am a firm believer it is not Kylo. Like, because I think, A, I don't think it would be Kylo and he wouldn't be shooting at her for Raylo reasons. But also, like, is it possible that it's Kylo and he's just like, I don't want to shoot her. I want to run her over because I'm extra. Yes, that's entirely possible because Kylo is extra. But like, do you remember when he just like 
shot at Ghost Luke? I do. God help me. I like like a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think it's Kylo. I think if it, I think if they'd wanted us to think it was Kylo, they would have shown Kylo. I mean, classic Star Wars misdirection. Yeah. So, sure, makes sense. But yeah, that um ties in totally to the sound shit, right? Because we've got Luke's voiceover during this too, and we've got Tie Fighters making their terrible elephant <laughs> noise, and then Palpy's laugh at the end, and the fucking terrorist music. Oh jeez! When the music started up, I started screaming and like making like muffled screaming screeching noises in the middle of my job's convention hall, like in the middle of the like on on the exhibit floor. It was very inappropriate. <laughs> Yeah, but I was just like, "Oh my god!" And my coworker who was showing showing me showing me the fucking trailer was just like, "What?" And I was like, "Do you even know what this song is?" He's like, "No, that's why I'm asking you." So I tell him, and he's just like, eh. "And meanwhile, I'm on the floor sobbing, uselessly, while I'm supposed to be working a cash register. It's fine." <laughs> Situation mm-hmm. normal. Yeah, yeah. I I watched the trailer like on my lunch break at work, and when the music first started playing, I was like. No, this isn't it. They wouldn't mm-hmm. do this. And then two seconds later, I was just like, "Oh fuck!" They're just they're they're really going for it. They want me to cry watching this fucking trailer. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is fine. Situation normal. Yeah, it's it's interesting though because this was very clearly a trailer that was intended to, like, reassure people a little bit that like because there was all this hashtag controversy, which how real it was or how real it wasn't, whatever. But this was definitely a trailer that was intended to reassure people that, like, this is, you know, your Star Wars that you like. Because if you'll notice, the so we had the sound we had other than like sound effects was Luke's monologue, obviously very plot like plot hints in there. Palpatine's laugh, plot hints in there. Music, obviously, any trailer has music. The only other sound other than those three things is Lando laughing. Hmm. Just, I, just, to, just to get Billy D in there and have that iconic laugh. I was about to say, speaking of iconic laughter. Yeah. Yeah. Did you just say Lando Snow? Yes, that's exactly what I said. Okay, cool. Long <laughs> con. Great. <laughs> Sorry, I, I literally can't stop. I wish, I really wish I could. I know it's getting insufferable, and I just can't. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for indulging that sound sub point i thought it was really important no, it is um, also one other thing about sound that else? i have not seen discussed very much when the title is revealed and we go to that last like chord resolution it is if you listen to it again it is kylo's theme but resolved in a major key oh. Nerd alert. so does this That's does this mean though. hashtag bendemption it doesn't uh, does this mean, you know, I'm, restoring order to the galaxy and balance to the force? Yes. I oh I'm 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 sorry. K- Kylo crazy gluing his helmet back together with blood did not like. <laughs> I know. It's fine. It's situation normal. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. That didn't hit up Bendemption for you, Christopher. <laughs> uh, my, I kept I keep seeing people on like I keep seeing a lot of Raylos online being. A, Matt online, but B, 
like just trying to like pull things out of this trailer and out of things that people have said when it's just so obvious that this that Raylo is not Endgame. Like I literally saw people like being like, so like you have Kylo like murdering the fuck out of someone like in that forest or whatever. Like I have people I've seen people being like, well, he's obviously like fighting against the First Order for the resistance and like he's literally next to a stormtrooper who is also shooting at this person like <laughs> it is a giant ass yeah, red background the, the person, i don't know how much more obvious we can make it for you the person he's fighting also looks like they're wielding like some kind of club or like axe yeah. or mm-hmm. something like they don't have a blaster he's just like beating the shit out yeah. of somebody mm-hmm. And the stormtroopers are shooting at him. That doesn't really scream redemption sure. to me. Does nor, nor does recreating your monster helmet. Yes. Uh, yeah. Speaking of monster helmets and what they symbolize. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is That was a really bad segue because I just want to talk about hash, hash- monster helmets. I thought we were talking about daddy. I'm sorry. I just want to talk about hashtag sand. There were several cognitive leaps to get understand why I went with that segue, but never mind. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, Kylo, Vader, Sand. Let's let's go. Okay. All right. Do we think this is a new Sand planet or one we have seen before? I think that based on, you know, maybe just based on the trailer and like how we see that they're trying to incorporate the you know, older Star Wars figures that we know and love, I would guess that this is a sand planet that we already know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which one, why they're there, that remains to be seen. Um, I was re-watching the trailer again earlier today and, like... Pod prep. <laughs> overanalyzing the... Uh, the scenery what's the the landscape thank you yeah. <laughs> over analyzing the the landscape um because you know i saw when the trailer came out people were talking about it and there's the one shot of uh poe and finn and all of them on like the little skiff mm-hmm. for um whatever people are like this looks like java's yacht mm. thing they must be on Tatooine. And I was like, okay, but, you know, let's look at this. It could be, you know, Jakku. It could be Jeddah, because didn't they only just kill mm-hmm. the city? Yeah. Because, like, if you look at the uh, landscape, there's all, <laughs> sorts of, all sorts of, like, rocky formations. Yes. And we see that on Jeddah. We see it um, in the books on Jakku. Yes. We haven't seen it in the film. But yes. <laughs> yeah. One oh Star gosh. Wars film. Uh, but I, I would guess that it's not Tatooine. I could be wrong. I don't know anything. I, it's fine. Twins. <laughs> twins. 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 It would actually be really fascinating if it's Jetta, just to tie in all the Death Star shit, because of course that's the first test, really, of the. Yeah, of the three desert planets we know, my pref of those three, I would love for it to be Jetta. I think that would be most interesting. I I hope it is somewhere new because I think that would be interesting. I think it's Jakku. God damn it. I mean, also, I mean, it would be PJJ to have watched the OT, watch Luke go back to Tatooine, and then send right back to Jakku. That's why I think it's Jakku. Yeah. Yeah. 
Me and Miranda almost both just screamed over the microphone when you said that. Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? <laughs> because we're terrible pieces no, of shit. No, this Amazing. is why we do the podcast with y'all. <laughs> um, like, we both had to look at each other and be like, they're making us a, like a salient point. Please don't scream and <laughs> please don't scream Star Wars quotes directly yeah. into the mic simultaneously. But, but we're also teeing this up for you. <laughs> yeah, well... Continuing with this train of thought, another reason I don't want it to be Jakku is because I I like when we see new planets. And oh, always. there's some sort of mountainous planet that we see, uh, like, what, some sort of ship, maybe an A-Wing, uh, flying into. Uh, but the other planet that we see very well could be Endor, uh, where we see the Death Star wreckage. I was wondering, do we think that's the first first Death Star or the second one? It's probably the second one since Palpy. It's, it's, it's a player, right? I think unless it was complete misdirection, which it could have been, easily could have been, then it's the second Death Star. Right, because... What if it's a rogue other Death Star? that Secret third Death Star? Yet? I would be furious. That's the contingency. It's the contingency Death Star. I would be Star, so okay? angry if that were the case. Yo. No, uh, no, let's... I know, but like that's actually like not a terrible. Like, no, I'm not I know. Gonna... No, like, absolutely. I was going to say let's <laughs> let's talk a little bit more about the contingency because obviously we talked about Palpatine and the fact that he's here, but we didn't really talk about like what that means in the scope of the universe. And obviously, the Jakku contingency takes on a whole new meaning now. Right. Like, like what if that bitch is on Jakku? <laughs> Fuck, that'd be crazy. Yeah, I mean. I mean, we just we literally just spent a great deal of time talking about the contingency because we just read Empire's End. Um, but we thought that basically if Palpy couldn't have the Empire, he wanted no Empire. No, he wanted to get rid of this entire fucking failure so he could come back to something better. Yeah, it feels it, like. Yeah, or or start again. Right. Like him, him personally, it seems like. But something better. Yeah. Like he... He did, yeah, no, he he didn't he didn't want this. So, are you saying that Palpatine is like pulling that shit where he leaves middle school and gets a better haircut and comes back for high school and is like, "Watch me run." Literally, shit. yes, <laughs> yes, it's canon. Yeah, and particularly, so I'm not going to get into spoiler territory, but I finished. I have finished Master and Apprentice, which just came out last week, Fucking and rude. I have a lot of feelings. And I need us to discuss it on the podcast because I have a lot of feelings and they relate to the big bad across the entire series. And that's all I'm going to say. Yes. Uh, I showed Kate. Kate Chris, screamed. Don't you literally like, don't you literally, I know. I love how Kate doesn't care about spoilers. So she No, it's great because then I get to scream amazing. my feelings at it's, someone. It's great. <laughs> it's, it is good. Um, Chris, don't you set the podcast schedule? I do. No, we are going to read Master and Apprentice at some point. We just haven't yet. So we are definitely... Two books we are definitely reading. It so happens before uh, Nine comes out are Master and Apprentice and Lords of the Sith. So... <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to get some palpy action. Yeah, so we're going to we're gonna check that shit out. Yeah. It's going to be great. So I... I just wanted an autobiography called Sheev. I mean, we are getting Thrawn Treason this summer, which we also, depend depending on how crucial it seems, we may also fit that in before 9 comes out, because that comes out in July, so we'll have time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, to be determined on that. But yeah, like, I think, I really think that this is being set up so that Palpatine is the big bad across all this. And like, 
I don't know what that means for Snoke. Um, you know, Palpatine. Oh my god! I mean, well, honestly, though, like, so, like, the question is: Is it like what if it's what if he's a Palpatine Horcrux? It's all oh I'm saying. My God! I mean, weirder shit has happened in Star Wars, so yeah, or some sort of like Palpatine possession, like yeah, like I absolutely think that's not off the table at this point. I think that's a thing. Um, it could be that Snoke is literally nobody, which is why Ryan felt like, hey, let's just cut him in half. Who the fuck cares? Because um, one of the things that Kathleen Kennedy did say at the panel for Nine is that Palpy was in the plan for Nine this entire time. He was always going to come back. Yep. That is some wild right? shit. Do you guys think it matters whether or not he's Palpatine or no one? Snoke? Snoke? I, I don't think it... Yes. <laughs> Sorry, this is a real question about <laughs> Snoke. No, that's, I mean... No, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. I think... Yeah, I think... Me neither. There's ways to do it either way. Like, obviously, there's bad ways to do it either way, because <laughs> that's how stories go. But I think if Snoke is just, like, some sort of pretender, and Palpatine is like, watch that fucker die, because he sucked, like, I'd be fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, But I... I don't know. I kind of love the Skywalker saga being the rise and fall of the Skywalkers and the Jedi, like the rise and fall of the Skywalkers, the ultimate fall of all the Jedi and Palpatine is the big bad across all three trilogies. Because I do, you know, that is something that like not has been missing because that feels like a criticism, but like something that it does feel like is less connected in the sequel trilogy, because obviously you had Palpatine in the original trilogy and the prequels, because that's how it was predetermined. And tying Palpatine into the sequel trilogy, for me personally, really helps wrap it up and put a bow on the fact that this era of Star Wars is is um, complete. It is like all a nice little package. Um, and it's, you know, it was it is all, I don't know, I lost my train of thought halfway through there. It's like poetry, blah, blah, blah. It's like poetry, it rhymes. <laughs> totally. Oh, po- <laughs> Fuck off, Miranda. God, we spent Jesus. too much time together. I mean, no, but I, I mean, I think, you know, if the intention kind of the whole way for uh, setting up the sequel trilogy was to have Palpatine as the big bad, uh, you know, in the end and like have that be kind of end game in terms of villainy, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they tie it in because obviously like, he has not been visibly part of things as far as yeah. we're aware until this point. Um, so, you know, whether that's finding a way to, uh, you know, incorporate the contingency, if that's what it really is, or if there's some other nefarious shit he's been up to, um, you know, I, I would be very interested to see how, that translates into the First Order, into, uh, you know, the other threats across the galaxy um, and all of that. All right. One last point on the trailer before we move on to some of the other stuff. Well, we we have to talk about Luke stuff. So, yeah. Oh, what? Other Luke stuff? Well, we haven't talked about the lightsaber yet. Well, that's what I was going to talk about. Uh, Is anybody well, the else? the voiceover too. But anyway, go yeah, on. That's true. We haven't talked about the voiceover. Is anybody else... A little bit disappointed that Ray just taped the Skywalker lightsaber back together Me. instead of making her own. Me. Yeah. Me. Um. 
to be fair, she does not have anyone to tell her where to go find Kyber. I mean, neither did Luke. (laughs) Great point. Thank (laughs) you. Also, to be fair, because of the Luke voiceover and because of Mark flapping his mouth, we know that Luke, as a Forest Ghost, is going to show up in Nine. So he definitely could have been like, that away, young friend. Go mining. I mean, also... Like, in the original trilogy, Obi-Wan, like, fucking force speaks to him to tell him to go to Dagobah. He can figure out how to go find yeah. Kyber Crystal and put together a little lightsaber guy. Obi-Wan, whoever the fuck <laughs> you are. But yeah, that's and that's just like a personal thing. I'm sure it will make, like, I have no fear at this point. That I am not going to like this movie. Like, I'm sure it will work out and it will make sense to me. And then, like, a year from now, I'll look back being like, yeah, I like that. I like that story choice. But I would have loved to see Rey make her own lightsaber like Luke did, just to become her own, fully become her own person, as opposed to an extension of the, you know, capital S Skywalkers, like the family. Um, Yeah, but, like, what if something different happens in the New Order where they don't have to use lightsabers, blah, 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 something, something? I mean, exactly. That's that's very possible. I am going to be a little sad if we have Star Wars without lightsabers. I could also see her making it, like, at the end of the movie. And then if, you know, I think kind of the theory that we posited earlier was, like, this is what the the New Order of Force users is going to be, and that's, like, one of the relics Oh, yeah. Ooh, interesting. Eventually. But I like that. That'd be baller. If we just want to... Actually, one thing that does back that up, so you all won't have seen this, but anybody who did watch the panel, either online or in person, so they showed set pictures of the various characters, and one of them was Daisy in a forest setting, and... Well, actually, backing up, the first picture we saw was the big three and Chewie all together... And in a jungle setting. Thank God. And A, thank God they were all together. Isn't someone missing from the big three? No, Kylo's a villain. (laughs) Thank you. Um, (laughs) Fuck. Sorry, I'm just very salty. Um, But don't be sorry. uh, So, and anyway, and what JJ said is that this is the opening of the movie. Like, this is the first scene in the movie. So, we know that the movie starts with all of them together on some sort of jungle or foresty planet. Then when they get when they got to Daisy, starting to talk to Daisy alone, they showed Ray in a forest setting and she was holding a very long stick. Like like a fighting stick. Stick saber. So I di- so that I think Miranda, maybe you're onto something where you say that maybe she Ray didn't repair the lightsaber until halfway through later in the movie, because clearly she's using something else for a weapon at the beginning of the movie. I mean, I'm sure she has to go back to uh, the planet. Jakku? Sorry. (laughs) She has to go back and, like, find the lightsaber because when Luke died, like, he was force ghosting from afar. Um, You know, is that the same planet? Probably not. Doesn't. I don't really care that much. Um, (laughs) But, like... I, I can just, at least we're real okay <laughs> <laughs> i can just see like you know s- several instances in episode nine the rise of skywalker mm-hmm. um where like 
you know, building a lightsaber or having a lightsaber would be important. But also, you know, Ray just loves a fighting stick. Yep. That she does. It's true. Can we get a fighting stick with some uh, kyber crystals in them? So basically an electro staff. Oh, like that. Oh my gosh. Or like a mall. Yeah, or mall. Situation. Or double. Jedi Temple Guard. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly possibilities. No question. I would really love that. I mean... She's so good with it's her true. fighting stuff. It, it would actually be really cool if she like rebuilt it just to as a, as a way to honor Luke slash the old Jedi Order. Just because I mean she does after all have the hashtag ancient Jedi text still with her. That's true. <laughs> so you know it's yeah no like I say there is plenty of ways that they can do this that I won't be upset at at all. This how- is just my immediate reaction to the trailer. How much do we think Uncle Mark is actually going to be in this movie? Um, I think minimally. Horse, ghost. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I sure. mean, I think he'll be in it like Alec Guinness is in Empire and Return of the Jedi. Like, Alec I think Guinness he'll be a bit in, character. Alec Guinness is in those movies where he talks more than I... I always forget how much he fucking talks. He's in them for a decent amount, but not for a long time. Yeah. Like, he's a he's a minor character at best. Sure, sure. Okay. And I that's, that's kind of what I think for Mark. The other thing, Kate, getting into your wanted to talk about Luke's monologue. Mm. We've taught you all we know. Yes. Is the first thing Luke says. So, obviously we know Luke's in it. Mm-hmm. Certainly possible Yoda is there, especially after Last Jedi. Are we going to see a Yuen or Hayden cameo? Please, God. Okay, so follow-up question on that. Could we also mean Leia? Yeah, it absolutely could mean Leia. Oh, yes. We're not if if it's not specifically about the force or wielding the force, um, you know, obviously they are kind of recreating whatever you know, resistance organization they have. Um, and they've taken some hits in leadership and does does Leia die in this movie? Undetermined. But I, I can definitely see, uh, you know, Leia dying or otherwise, you know, not being with the resistance or like having Rey go off on her own to take on the big bad or take on Palpatine or whatever. And Luke is saying, we've taught you all we know and she can get leadership skills or something from Leia. I don't know. But I think that's something to consider. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, this is this is about, you know, passing on the original trilogy kind of to a new generation. So I can, what a great fucking point. Now that, does anybody else have, uh, I'm going to say it again, as if um, I didn't say, did anybody else have any last thoughts about this, the, tra- the nine trailer? And then we talked about I know, about I was going to say, I think we have but, to move on know. at this point. I just want it now as well. Those yeah. are my last thoughts. <laughs> Same. All right. right, Moving on to the next big thing that we saw at Celebration, which was the Vader Immortal panel on Friday afternoon. So, Chris, I think you're going to have to explain this a little bit for people who are, I guess, like, not big gamers, but also probably they're gamers who haven't really gotten into VR or or the Oculus because of the, you know, the price and stuff. Yeah. It's $900,000 trillion (laughs) to... Uh, I know, right? Any of but yeah, so apologies in advance because this section is going to be a lot of me talking at the mic just because the the right. medium and the plot line are more my Boo. area of expertise. Right. I know. 
Everyone already quit the pod. Just fast forward 20 minutes. You'll be fine. Um, 20 minutes? Fast forward six minutes. You'll be fine. <laughs> fast forward 30 seconds until Kate kills me. You'll be fine. Fucking fuck. Um, so yeah, Vader Immortal, for those that don't know, is an upcoming virtual reality experience. Um, uh, it, <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, it's it's a VR game experience, whatever you want to call it, that is for primarily the Oculus Quest, which is the new home VR system put out by Oculus uh, that is untethered. So you don't need a computer to run it. It is literally just its own console. That it's, it's its own headset that just goes on your head. Uh, you're not connected to anything. You don't need another console or a TV to run it. Um, it will also run on the Oculus. Oh, God. What's the old one called? The Rift. Rift. Thank you. Uh, it will also run on the Rift. So if you have one of those, you don't need to buy new hardware. Um, but if you don't have any VR, you will. It is essentially buying a new game console. I, th- I want to say it's supposed to retail for $400. So that's that out of the way. Um, and we did we got a story trailer for this one. Uh, and the number one thing, which we kind of knew before, but now we really know, is that it takes place on Mustafar Invader's Castle. Um, which... By extension, not just makes it a kind of continuation of Revenge of the Sith prequel to Rogue One, but also specifically a continuation of Charles Soule's run of the Darth Vader comic, Marvel comics, which we don't talk about on the pod, but uh, have done some really, really interesting things with Vader and the Force and showed the building of his castle. And so there are a few things that we see that they talked about in the panel and a few things that they didn't talk about in the panel that we see from the trailer. The first thing that they did talk about is that we are going to actually get to interact with Mustafarians, the little bug people. Oh. Um, they they appear to be main characters. We have never actually seen them on screen anywhere except like very much in the background during Anakin and Obi-Wan's fight. Um, we see them a little more in the Vader comic. Um, so we know that they're going to be there. We also see Vader kneeling at some sort of glowing object. And to me, it looks like some sort of force shrine. Um, this is something we actually do know that this exists, uh, that there is a well of the dark side underneath Vader's castle. That is why he built it there. It's a big plot line in the Marvel series, uh, the uh, Souls run of the Marvel Darth Vader series. His um, depression man cave. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> um, so that is a thing. And it looks like we're going to get some weird force shit on this one. Um, but so that's kind of what we know. And we also know from what they said that you're going to, as part of it being a virtual reality experience instead of, you know, a quote unquote video game, you are like basically the entire castle is there for you to explore. Like you can run around the entire castle and you could do the missions, but as part of it, you can run around the entire castle. So you're, you'll literally, it will look like to you when you have the headset on, like you're walking around Darth Vader's castle, which is kind of cool. Chris is gonna Kickstarter this, right? <laughs> like just like and Kickstarter getting me a uh, getting me an Oculus. Yes. No, it's it's a birthday present, yo. <laughs> All right, wait, I, Chris. I have a question you may or may not know the answer to. So, uh, one of the things I noticed while I was watching the trailer is that the graphics for this game are not quite up to. Yeah, they look shitty. Well, okay, <laughs> okay. I was gonna say it night more nicely, but <laughs> sure. Do you know why that is? Is that a thing across all Oculus thingies, or is 
that just specific to this? And like, why is it a hardware sort um, of thing? I am not a hardware buff. This is not my area of expertise. My assumption is just that as a standalone object, as a standalone platform, the Oculus just doesn't have the processing power that a PC or a PS4 or an Xbox One does. Um, because that's that's not a software issue. That's a hardware issue where it just can't render better graphics. And being a standalone headset, it wouldn't surprise me if that's just straight up a hardware issue. Okay, because I feel like I'm running through one of those Harry Potter games for the early 2000s. It doesn't look good. It looks like a <laughs> PS2 game. Like, like, clearly the point of it is to be this immersive experience as opposed to, you know, video games try to be immersive by trying to look as lifelike as possible. This is going to be immersive by putting you in the castle. And I will say, so I actually did a demo of it at Star Wars Celebration. I was lucky enough to get a spot in line. And it, you forget about the graphics. Okay. Um, it It is pretty immersive. Like you, I did this like training dojo scenario where like the droids literally go all around you. You need to turn around in space and, to keep from getting shot at uh, by training droids. There's a scene where Darth Vader like just comes right up to you and like is like in your bubble and he's taller than you and it's like oh this is this is uncomfortable and you're in my bubble um, <laughs> and it's like actually kind of terrifying so like the feel of it is there um, I don't know in terms of you know what I I just don't know enough about the hardware game and VR to know if like this is a thing that VR is trying to overcome this like lack of computing power while trying to uh, keep it a compact system. I don't know if, for example, the Secrets of the Empire system, which is um, the same company that developed Vader Immortal, and in fact, is a t Secrets of the Empire is a tie-in to Vader Immortal, we know now. Um, I don't know if that looks better. I don't know if there is other VR that looks better. Um, but yeah, this is... If, if you're somebody who really values smooth graphics, don't get your hopes up. I've tried like some of the demo crap on the Rift, and I felt like it looked better than this personally. But it was honestly, a while that ago, that so. wouldn't shock me because the Rift is hooked up to a computer. Oh, duh! Yeah, that makes no, sense. No, it's not a duh. Like, because this is supposed to run on the Rift too. So that's also, I guess, another question that I have: Is it going to look better on the Rift than on the Quest? Hmm. Um, but I, th I think there's a bunch of questions about what it's going to look like, what the future of VR looks like in terms of how do we get it to look good without making you buy a high-end PC to run it. Sure. Um, and I think, I think that's one of the big, just, you know, getting off Star Wars and onto VR and video gaming as an industry. That's like kind of the issue right now, right? Like hardware constraints matching up with what we want to do technically from a software perspective. And that's an issue with next gen gaming platforms. Like we just, there was new information about the PS5 and kind of what that hardware is going to look like. And it's super advanced because right now PS4 games all have like an hour long load time. And that's something they're trying to fix. Yeah, thank God. So, you know, hardware nerd talk is over. But that is, I think, for the first time that we've seen in Star Wars, that is going to be a constraint. Hmm. No question. That's interesting. It's really, really, really interesting. Yeah. And I I kind of have, I, I don't know whether or not you guys are in, in the same place as me, but I have very mixed feelings about, like, Star Wars going into this medium because it's so fucking unaccessible. Yeah. Right. Um, And it's like, it, it and it's like, if I'm going to buy a whole new thing, it better be fucking great and last me, which is like obviously, you know, with the with the hardware issues and the graphics, they're going to be continually improving this like they're continually improving anything. But 
you know, it's not really like buying a PS4 and then it's going to last you like three or four yeah. years. Right. That's a great point. You know? Yeah, for sure. Which is why one of my questions is how much do we think they're going to wind up making this add to the overarching like cross media storytelling that is Star Wars? Like how integral is this really going to be? Because like you said, it's so fucking inaccessible. Like, I don't know how much you're going to want to like bury in there in terms of telling. Yeah, that's an excellent question. And that kind of gets at what my feeling about Galaxy's Edge is at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Mm. Um, it's just, it's inaccessible for a lot of people. And and I think you could, I, I think you could say that about, you know, Battlefront and Jedi Fallen Order as well. Like, these are media that are more expensive and not everybody can afford them. And I think part of Star Wars leaning into that is just capitalism and they want to create this multimedia experience and... You know, I think part of the new interconnected canon is going to like, I think part of it is that it's going to have to work such that people can understand whatever it is that they see, like whatever it is that they do have the chance to experience and it won't take away from their experience to not experience stuff. And I think that's certainly a challenge. Um, but yeah, I, the, the accessibility aspect is a question. And I think also just adding to the concern is I'm... Also wondering how long this is going to be because it's so it's called Vader Immortal Episode One. So we know that there's going to be more, and they said on the panel that Episode One really focuses on lightsaber con lightsaber combat. Episode Two, you'll get more Force powers. Um, they let slip; they didn't make any official announcement, but a couple of the people on the panel mentioned that it's a 45 minute to an hour experience. One now, episode, yes. Okay. One episode is going to be a 45 minute to an hour experience. Now. I have concerns about that because, look, it's it'll be replayable. You'll be able to do the lightsaber dojo as often as you want because they said that's it's going to be like a training mode, and that's like what a lot of people are going to do this for. That's fine, but like, if I'm buying a four hundred dollar system, and you're only giving me an hour worth of content, that content better only be like five bucks, which I don't think the Vader Immortal experience itself is. Only, I I yeah, for I would assume LMAO. that the Vader Immortal experience is going <laughs> to be fifty dollars or more. Well, for comparison, for people who don't know video games, how long would you say, how many hours would it take you to finish one linear video game that's not open world? Um, the Battlefront 2 campaign Which is... Which is on the shorter end. It, we, I was going to say, the Battlefront 2 campaign is about eight hours, roughly, and I, many people, including myself, were very frustrated that it wasn't longer. Um, video games, I would say if you're looking at a single-player-only experience, it needs to be 20 hours at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really short. I don't anticipate the price point being low after you've already bought the hardware and development time. After we play this one hour experience, are we waiting a month until episode two? I don't, I think it'll probably be closer to a year or two. Yikes, so dog. I think, you know, and look, it's me. I'm, you know, the hashtag shill for star Wars. I think it will all work out. This is very much the proving ground phase and they're not looking at this as this needs to succeed. They're looking at this as this needs to be proof of concept for what they're doing over the next 10 years. Um, but I do think there are going to be bumps along the way. I've kind of reconciled myself to the fact that because this is very much in the wheelhouse of what I want to do, I'm going to sink a lot of money into it because I'm a sap and have <laughs> the privilege to do that. Um, but it's... Well, you're a I am, Vader's I am absolutely okay, Vader's little it. bitch. There's no question about that. Um, but... I am going to be making the choice to sink money into this, and I am probably not going to get my money's worth at this point. 
totally. I'm way more excited about 10 years or eight years from now when our fucking space phones are even more powerful than they are now. And it's like a $100 yes. add on and it's like $2 an app yep. or whatever. The and, on it, and, and I think that's absolutely coming because that's, that's functionality that exists for your phone right now. If you have a Samsung or a pixel, maybe if you have an iPhone too, I'm not positive about that. Um, uh, don't I? Uh, they're they're I don't know. <laughs> okay. Something 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 yeah. Apple um, something. But I, yes, I, I so that's. Huge. It's also kind of interesting to me that they partnered with Oculus instead of uh, instead of doing something like that. So mm-hmm. I think there's there's a lot of questions. There are going to be kinks to work out, for sure. It's a new medium. It's going to be a little weird, and for a lot of people, this is just going to be a check the Wikipedia summary. Sure. And that's fine. Like yeah. there's there's not a problem with that. That fucking works. Uh can we can we have a minute for the 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 note that uh Keeks appended to this section? <laughs> Please read What's it that? for our our lovely listeners. I left my glasses over there so I can't see it. No no, I meant Kristen. Yeah, I wrote it. Um <laughs> uh, I wrote what is this trap ass music at the end? LMFAO. Oh my god, so true. <laughs> The end. <laughs> oh, speaking of the end, one last thing from oh, a story God. perspective again, since allegedly we're supposed to be talking about in-universe stuff. <laughs> Fate has chosen you is a garbage tagline. Oh, my God. That is, that, is a, that is a garbage tagline for a Star Wars game in the year of our Lord 2019. Like, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like something that would happen on, like, a shitty computer game. That's exactly what it sounds like. Like, like for some shitty fantasy thing where you like have to go slay a dragon. I like yeah, like, that's, ex- that's exactly what it sounds like. Like it's a choose your own adventure book. Like not e- <laughs> not even the force has chosen you. Not even Vader has chosen you. Either of these would have been better ideas than fate has chosen you. Like I feel like fate has still terrible ideas and they should yeah, not have like, been that. Vader has chosen. But like garbage. I feel like fate has chosen you is just like somebody shook like. A generic video game like Magic Eight Ball, and that's what popped up. Literally, yes. Well, they spent so much money, you know, developing it for a VR system. The uh, the tagline was kind of an afterthought. David S. Goyer got tired. Oh my god! All right, shall we move on to Fallen Order? And now I'm yeah. tired. Spe- of this. Speaking let's of being tired, let's order talk order about how- Fallen Order. All right. Speaking of who's disappointed, Cater Me? Chris, who wrote that I mean, note. we we both are. <laughs> I, I thought for so. anybody who listened to our previous episode, and I know obviously you two haven't, I'm very worried about this game, and I don't think it's going to be good. Yeah, so I'm 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 a go off for a hot yeah. second since you just I went off last for episode fucking ever. I did. <laughs> uh, I did warn you. Number one, yeah, I know. Number one, this is being like produced by EA. Period. That is problem number one. Number two. <laughs> um. Number two. Literally, this you are making a video game out of what was Caleb Doom slash Kanan Jarrus's experience post Order sixty six, but you didn't make this game about Kanan. <laughs> Why? I literally said, "Is this supposed to be Kanan? It doesn't really look like Kanan, but it really feels like Kanan." And Miranda was like, "No, it's- it's- motherfucker's it's- name is literally Cal." I know it drives me fucking insane. It, like, like you could have made a Kanan video game. The cow is short for Caleb. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> like, 
you had this character with a whole backstory that is like unexplored, like between, you know, him um, breaking up with Janice Casimir and going off on his own uh, right up until the beginning of A New Dawn. You had this entire field where, you know, his his life was your fucking oyster. And, and from a selfish point of view and being a total Kanan fangirl, like uh, I my uh you, you may know her from Twitter, at Spec7, Francesca Carnitas. <laughs> um, she and I affectionately call Kanan's lost years. We refer to that phase of his life as him being Dirtbag Kanan. I would have killed for a Dirtbag Kanan video game, like, so much. And instead of doing any of that, you made a generic white bread white boy character, which, super fucking disappointing after the humongous diversity win that was Janina Gabankar as Aiden Versio. And... Just, like, made, yeah, you just literally made a very, like, what looks to be a very predictable video game. Like, oh, I was a Padawan, and then Order 66 happened, and now I'm fucking sad, and I'm gonna go work in a fucking mine and save my fucking Nabnado friend from falling into a pit with the Force. Whoops! I got found out because I used the Force by accident. And I'm just like, cool, I'm gonna go take... Where I know, I like, can I just go take a nap in the back? Like, I don't care, you know? Yeah. Also, like, EA, just stay oh in your God. lane. If you would have made, like, now this is pod racing sick Yo! or whatever the fuck, it probably would have been fucking great. Mood. Like, it probably would have been fucking yep. great. Or, like, some sort of space quidditch yes! or something. You are very good at uh, sport. Yes. Except for NBA law, which we won't talk about. Um, <laughs> but Madden, Madden is amazing. FIFA is amazing. What I, are I you know. doing? And I just like I at all. <laughs> I feel like we've all been waiting for 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 Star Wars to finally take the fucking license away from EA, and they still haven't fucking done it yet. Because contract, blah blah blah. I don't care. Just uh, stop it. I I think if or like if it's gonna stay with EA, I think if Fallout uh, fails, they're not there pulling the plug please god because i just mm, because I'm, battlefront 2 really underperformed because of the whole loot crate microtransaction which controversy really which unfortunate was, it is really unfortunate story mode is amazing and honestly multiplayer is really amazing because there was the outcry and then they didn't end up going through with all the microtransactions they they wanted to do but the but the root of the matter is battlefront 2 underperformed yeah in terms of sales sure and the root of the matter is, does this go all the way to the top? And are they trying to tank this game as a shitty game? Yes, honestly, like, so for me, like, and we've talked about this a little bit, like, but for me, anything in the canon, like, it needs to pass the sniff test of why was this story written? Yeah. Like, like why, what is the point of this story? What, right. Like, what new thing does it add or whatever the fuck? Yeah. And like, and we haven't had a ton of stuff of stuff that we've read where we have felt like this doesn't add anything based on the trailer. And I I am going to go into this game with an open mind. I'm going to buy it. There's a very good chance that I love it and just play it a lot because I like playing as a Jedi with lightsabers. <laughs> um, however, based on the trailer alone, I don't know why this story exists. Like, this is a story we already know. I don't know why they needed to make it again. Or if they had, why not take a beloved character and, and, and introduce him to an audience that doesn't know him? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think if any gonna, of these would have been possible. If you're going to tell his same goddamn story anyway, like, give me le my Latino Jedi, for Christ's sakes. Very annoying. Um, the only thing I'm, like, even marginally interested in is the fact that we're going to see more of the Inquisitors. We are. That's true. The, uh, the yeah. antagonist 
that takes up the most space in the trailer is Second Sister, who is a character who we've seen again in Charles Soule's uh, Marvel Darth Vader run uh, and Purge Troopers, which are again from Charles Soule. So Charles Soule had a good weekend. No question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but that's like it. Those are all my feelings. I'm just I'm just not like like you said, we're going to get it. We're going to play it. We're going to we're definitely going to talk about it on the pod at some point once we once we do all those things. But like I really I just really wanted to be excited for this game and I'm not. Yeah. It's sad. And the four of us have incredible privilege to be able to be like, I'm going to get this. I know. No, absolutely. No question. <laughs> Which like I <laughs> know. I know. We all know that. But I'm yeah, just... but let's like, you know, but like, let's acknowledge that. That's yeah. absolutely and true. And this, this might be another Wikipedia article for right. a lot of people. And that's. Um, the other thing is, so when this game was announced at, I want to say it was at E3 last year, um, a lot of people were like, oh, an, another story set between episode three and episode four. That's original. And like, I was not fully on board with that because I do think there are plenty of stories left to tell in that timeline. But wow, this does not seem like it's it. Like, this does seem like it's like, wow. So basically, you hemmed yourself in with a story of this person probably needs to die at the end. And their story isn't even original. So, yeah. Wow, I can't wait to give no single shits about this. Yeah, right? Seriously. Like, yeah. Not sorry in the slightest. It looks pretty. The game looks pretty. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it looks like. Visual. Of course it, it does. It looks visually beautiful. beautiful. I'm sure that the one black lady character that we see is going to die because... Oh, God, I know. I know. Right? <laughs> Especially if she's mm-hmm. a lesbian. Sorry, just queer. It could be any queer queer variety of it's anything. It's EA. She's dying. not going to be queer. I, mm, I know. EA, EA <laughs> even among video games, is not good at diversity. Sorry, we're done shitting. Let's talk about something that's exciting again. The Mandalorian. Are we? I'm never done <laughs> Guys, shitting. I swear, we actually Literally enjoyed Star Wars Celebration <laughs> and are excited about Star Wars. I mean, we, we just spent a whole lot of time waxing poetic about other things, so I think this it's, is true. it's totally fine. Um, but let's talk about The Mandalorian. I was going to say, um, tweet at, at BookWarsPod and let us know what you think about us now being a 90-minute podcast because we don't do episodes shorter than nope. this anymore. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> All right. The Mandalorian. So Chris and I were not able to get into the Mandalorian panel. And so we got, um, I think we linked you to um, some of the behind the scenes footage that they released at the panel, but there was um, a second like batch of uh, clips that they showed um, only to people who were specifically um, in like at the panel. But we luckily are, are, celebration roomies um at spacious and at shane joy 26 were able to actually get into the panel so we know at least like what the content was of the second batch of clips so um the first the fucks did you guys what panels did you guys go to sorry i should have put this up at the no, top no it's but fine um we uh chris you went to the publish- i went to the clone wars panel yes you went to the clone wars panel we both went to the rebels panel um we what else did we go to we, we went, went to a bunch of the publishing panels a bunch of the publishing ones um in terms of big, like the big ticketed panels, uh, Clone Wars was, I think, the biggest one I went to. Yeah. Because um, Friday, we didn't even try to get into nine. Um, Saturday, 
the big ticketed one was Galaxy's Edge, and I didn't care. Yeah. Um, no offense to Galaxy's Edge, but I've I've made my feelings about that clear. Um, I've made my peace. Yeah, with Florida. basically. Um, and then <laughs> Sunday. Sorry, I don't know why that was just so funny to me. Right, but it was. and then Sunday was Mandalorian, which we didn't. We we went to the store instead because we knew that the store line would be short. Um, so. By choice, for the most part, but the only big panel we got into was Clone Wars, mm-hmm. or I got into was Clone Wars. Right, um, and then we did lots of book yes, stuff. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk Yay. about books at the end too. Absolutely. Um, but so the first bit, the first set of footage, uh, which um, Chris and I were able to see because they just like were uh, beaming it to the Star Wars show stage on the um, the hall floor, um, in which we shared with you keeks and miranda um was just some behind the scenes footage and even that like it looks so fucking good like i was excited for the mandalorian going into celebration i'm so excited now it looks so amazing it looks really good how much fucking money are they spending i don't know it's (laughs) so much money and i'm so here for it like they like uh like they built everything by hand and then they like roughed it up and made it look dirty and gross because star wars like it's like i, I mean like his armor looks incredible Pedro pascal as the man lauren his armor looks fucking incredible um you know they all the spaceships all the sets like i can't i like i can't even imagine how much makeup like is going to cost them because i'm sure they're gonna be like what what we heard from Jess and Shannon is that there are like a ton of aliens. Um, like it's going to be baller guys. Yeah. It's interesting because like, so like, obviously like everybody wants to have their own streaming service now because that's kind of like where the money's going. Cause like cable's dying, which thank God cause cable's <laughs> terrible. But like now Pete now, like basically all the networks are cutting out the middleman, which like people are complaining about blah, 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 whatever. Um, but Eat my ass. kind of the accepted wisdom is that Netflix rightly owns this space. Like everybody has a Netflix account. Like people have HBO too, but once Game of Thrones is over, that's going to be a question. <laughs> um, Disney is very clearly not coming to play and they're very clearly ready to launch Disney Plus with stuff that people want to pay for, mm-hmm. including The Mandalorian. And it's exciting that they're putting this much effort into it. totally agree i was like um my first thought when i was like watching it was like shit this looks like an hbo like that's like i was like this Mm -hmm. is an hbo absolutely it's certainly to use a different series but a a touchstone it's certainly game of thrones production quality totally yeah i mean i think that's like the closest thing we have to it tv wise right on on this scale yeah i i agree with that absolutely absolutely and they spent they a sure fucking of money did. On they spent like they spent like cinema film amounts of money on that shit. Yeah, um, it's gonna be really interesting to see when the streaming bubble bursts because I don't I don't understand the business model, <laughs> but that's a different question. Well, and, and I'm not I'm not here to defend fucking <laughs> cable, but I'm like, am I somehow spending more money now that I don't have cable to be able to watch? all the sports and shit that I want. Like, was I better off with a Yeah, sports is where you're fucked. <laughs> because now... <laughs> well, yes, and that's that's well known. But now I'm like, 
well, I spend $5 a month on this and I spend $8 a month on this and I spend $10 a month on this. And I'm like, wait, how much does this mm-hmm. fucking add up to? Plus my internet. Yep. Motherfucker. And your phone and, and, and. <laughs> yep. So like that's, you know, it's a, it's a catch 22 because on the one hand Help you get to, poor. you get to decide exactly what you want. You're no longer going to have the, you know, the proverbial 10,000 channels and nothing to watch issue, but you are going to be paying more money for each individual channel that you want and it will add up. Right. Um, but getting back to the Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> We're very off topic. I mean, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, that's no, not really not. off topic though. Like, honestly, it's like, this is a very big production quality, very expensive fucking thing that Disney's rolling the goddamn dice on. I think they're going to do an amazing job because I think I, they know what the fuck they're doing, but it's like, where what can we point to besides game of thrones that is even like in the yeah, in the ballpark totally. i mean uh, i mean disney disney's doing the thing but also i mean they also own everything anyone cares about these days pretty much uh so i know TM. so here we are um so going back to the the footage that we none of us on this podcast actually got to see but we had described to us by um very generous friendos so what uh, the audience who were at the panel was given um, was a a full, fully, it feels like fully edited and rendered scene or whatever the fuck you want to call it, of um, the Mandalorian, who is still unnamed, Pedro Pascal, going into some kind of like crime boss in the Outer Rim. And um, this like evil dude is flanked by uh, stormtroopers who uh, like in all senses with the word are like fucked up like they're like their armor is all scratched up and dirty and like bloody and all this other stuff like clearly they are now mercenaries for hire which is like a cool thing to think about you know like what happened to all these people after uh the new republic sprang up um and so the bounty is on a person that is valuable to the empire and is in their 50s we do not know what they look like. We do not know their species, their gender, nothing. And so, you know, stupid question: How do we know they're in their fifties? Were they just like this? Yes, person is literally, in their 50s? yes. This is information <laughs> and lit- information that the Mandalorian is given. And he's like, "What? But okay, but who is it?" And the fucking crime boss is like, "Well, I heard you're really good at your job. You'll figure it out." And that's it. Right. Sure. And so, you know, the speculation game begins on who this person is and so we're like is it ray sloan is it ahsoka is it somebody fucking else would ahsoka be that old she yeah. would be well that's my question might be related to that a little bit i'm gonna pull a Kristen and ask if we know when the show is supposed. we do to be actually john favreau uh mentioned in the panel uh that it is five years after the battle of endor which makes it Four years after Jakku okay. and two years after Last Shot, the novel. All right. So Ahsoka, as of Rebels, is about 35 years old. Somebody do some math for me because I had beer. She's she's 35 and... Uh, yes. Yeah, I guess that yes, makes sense. Is. Um, okay, so... Thereabouts. If she's 35 in Rebels... She's between the ages of 34 and 36 somewhere in Rebels. All right. So let's call it she's 37 by Yavin. Let's to be very generous. Sure. If she's thirty-seven by Yavin, and this is five years after Endor, that makes it nine years after Yavin. So forty-six. It's a little light, but yeah, it's close. Yeah. 
I don't Let's actually go. think it's a sociopath. But... I don't think so either. If it were, oh, me neither. But I think Ray Sloan would be a really cool character. <laughs> I'm just yelling. Obviously, I think. I mean, obviously, we're Ray Sloan stands. Um, but I mean, I think she is a person who number one would be cool to have in the, you know, on in the in some kind of on screen canon. But also, she's a person I think who would make sense. We'll see how it goes. Obviously, she's like long gone by now, so we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting from a plot perspective because she is allegedly in the unknown regions right. by this point. Right. Um. So we'll see how this all works out. If it is Ray Sloan, if it's someone completely new, is it Mon Mothma? <laughs> uh, if it's Mon Mothma, whatever the Mandalorian's getting paid, it's not enough. I know. Right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, pulling a Grievous, just kidnapping the Chancellor. Oh my fucking god. But yeah, that is all we know right now. And it's is it coming out this year, Chris? It is coming out. They announced it is Disney Plus launches on November 12th. It is confirmed that The Mandalorian will be available day one. Fuck yeah. At least episode one will, oh will be. Oh my God. Because they also confirmed that it's going to be weekly. Like, um, like more like Game of Thrones as opposed to like Netflix stuff. As I said to Miranda, I might be in, I might be in oh Hawaii. <laughs> Very exciting stuff. Amazing. Star Wars from Hawaii, man. Those are... I've never been to Hawaii, but I'm assuming those are two of my favorite <laughs> things. Um, I'll fill in the gaps real quick for anyone who's invested in my personal <laughs> life. Um, uh, upon getting a new job, I immediately booked a trip to Hawaii for me and Quinn because we haven't been able to fucking do anything while I've been going As you Denmark, fucking should. So, roll Tide. Thank you. Also, it's his birthday. Ah, uh, happy birthday, so Q. He gets, he gets fun like, things. Never mind. Or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's all right. Everybody's mind went there. Whoop. Anyhow. Do I have any more thoughts on the Mandalorian besides that we're hype? No, because they haven't actually released any fucking public information. I know, but I'm super hyped. Sorry, my like, not bitter thing, but just laughing because it's so peak Lucasfilm. We had an entire weekend of Star Wars stuff. The only piece of news we got is the episode nine title. It's true. We got no news for anything else. Except for the books thing, which we'll get to in a hot second. But We didn't even though. We didn't even get news about that. Well, we... we got a hint of news that will come. Oh my God. <laughs> Does that... Does anyone who is name. not Chris, who has been talking so much, have any thought, other thoughts on the Mandalorian? It looks good. Yes. It looks I'm very excited. Good. Yeah, I'm very fucking excited because I'm Mandalore trash. Fuck like yes. You know. I'm going to make you join the Mercs with me at some point. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of Mandalorians, because they also, they're also relevant to our, our next topic, we... We got a, a new another trailer for uh, the season seven of, of the Clone Wars, and I just I want to die. I want to fucking die um, because so we uh, what we found out is this is news. What we found out is that um, season seven is going to mostly focus on Ahsoka and the clones. We're getting that's true. That is news. Yes. So we're getting what we're getting. If if anybody remembers uh, the panel that Filoni did. A little while ago about um, Ahsoka's like lost stories or untold tales or whatever the fuck the panel was called. Um, he is drawing on that material to do season seven. So what we're so the storylines we're getting are Ahsoka's walkabout. He can go fuck himself because I'm I know. I know. So we're getting Ahsoka's walkabout, which is like her um, in 
the lower levels of Coruscant, like trying to kind of like figure out what her life is going to look like after the Jedi, which I'm really excited for because originally as conceived, it was going to be her um, following around this dude bounty hunter and kind of mooning after him. But they changed his character into two sisters who Ahsoka is going to be friend, which I'm very excited for because more ladies in the stars is always a better thing. Um, mm-hmm. okay. We're getting the Bad Batch. Which, if you are familiar with these uh, unrendered story reels where people are just kind of floating instead of running. <laughs> um, it's actually better. Know, right? um, that's happening. And, of course, the Siege of Mandalore, which, guess I'll fucking die. Guess I'll just actually keel over. Um, I can't believe it's I know. actually that's, Honestly, that's me. Honestly. I, know. <laughs> I, I just, like, I have so many... Ugh. I, I just have so many feelings. Also, thank you for whoever wrote this is gay in response to Ahsoka's walkabout, the characters being changed to two sisters, which, like, honestly, like, yes, because, like, I love that we're just, like, moving away from Ahsoka, like, having a crush on goddamn Lux Bonteri, who is a uh, fuck. Who is no. a fuck. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, I want queer Ahsoka, especially after reading the Ahsoka novel B.K. Johnson, so all this is yes. What if the Mandalorian is finding Lux Bonteri? Oh. No, he does not. He does not. Iden is supposed to kill him and she does not. Oh, no. Oh. Right. No, it's fine because you're meant to believe that he dies, but she just stunned him. Did any of us? (laughs) Actually, the other two hosts of this podcast remember things that Um. happen in books, so I'm not going to bring them in. I'm not going to (laughs) drag them into this. Um,. Yeah, this is... F- I am fucking dying. I wrote it's gay, but Miranda furiously I mean, f- nodded her sure. head while it was happening, so... Three. There was just a lot of tension in that scene in the trailer where she was like, this is my ship, or that's why I have my ship. It was very... There was queer activity going on there, for sure. Yeah, I'm... It is... It, on, it, it does feel surreal that we're finally getting the Siege of Mandalore. And we're finally getting the end of Ahsoka's arc that Filoni imagined. You know, would have been interesting if we'd gotten it before Rebels, if Rebels would have come out any different. But like, like people, so I, this is the one panel that I actually was in, the one big panel I was in. And we got, before the trailer, we got the full, the unrendered version of the full scene where Ahsoka walks into that hangar and all the clones have changed their masks to be her markings like people, people were tearing up no question people were tearing up i was crying i was crying watching the fucking yeah. trailer like, and also another fun fact that uh may not be widespread is for maul in the seizure mandal because obviously we know that maul is the big bad in the seizure mandalore arc they actually got ray park to do the mocap for maul in the in those episodes right yeah. off yeah, like, I think, Chris, I think you told me that Filoni was saying, like, this might be the best animated lightsaber fight we have ever gotten. Yes, so he specifically said, in contrast to the Maul-Obi-Wan fight in Rebels, which was very minimalist for story reasons, this is, he knew this one had to be big, and he thinks this is the biggest one he's ever created. Um, Is it bad that I'm like, listen, let me... Pr- preface this point with yes we have historically drug finished the clone wars people on this podcast <laughs> yes yes we have who whomever <laughs> we 
also love the Clone Wars on this podcast. Me. I love the Clone Wars more than almost anything. Kate also loves oh, it. I love it. Ahsoka. And, um, <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Great. Chris needs to speak up about something. Um, anyway, but, like, just because I was somebody who drug the people who were finished the Clone Wars people does not mean I'm any less oh, for excited sure. about this. Like, and I'm somehow like more excited because I really never thought it was going to happen. Dude, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like crying thinking about it and it's too much for me. Like it's not, I'm not going to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, uh, oh my God, it's going to be, it's going to be really fucking emotional and I'm just going to, I can't, I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't. I can rewatch The Clone Wars now, right? Uh, if you have them you on have DVD, because they got taken off Netflix. I know. Well, I've been thinking of a reason to get them on DVD. Fair. So. It's happening. They're very expensive. I hate Disney right now. I know. It's, it's real. All right. Next thing. Uh, Kate's pointing to me, so I'm assuming I'm allowed to talk again. Uh, uh just, just for right now. We did not... And this is honestly my biggest disappointment about Celebration is that our flight left at such a time that we were not able to go to the Resistance panel. Which um, I'm so mad about. I, if you have followed me on Twitter or listened to our Resistance wrap-up pod, I love this show so much. We didn't find out a ton about Season 2 as the public. The people who were at the panel actually got to see the Season 2 premiere. Um, we didn't get a trailer. We did get a poster. And... I'm just I'm just kind of monologuing because Kristen and Miranda, I know you two haven't watched the show, even though you should. Um, nah. Listen, we're trying, okay? We're in the new house now. Excellent. We're going to watch Resistance. Where can those of us who it's available on the Disney Now app? Do so. So if you have cable, okay. you can log into Disney Now. Okay, well, I absolutely don't. <laughs> I, I if have you have a cable login, login, we will figure it out. I have a cable login. We're good. It's totally legal. Miranda pays for it. Yep. Anyway. Uh, we got a poster. There's not a ton about it, but one huge thing is that uh, Kaz and Tam are equal sizes and get equal billing a- on this poster. And that is huge to me because Tam is obviously a black woman character. She's a character that is fast becoming controversial because at the end of season one, she turned to the First Order. Uh, Spoiler, Sorry. Eh, season one ended like three months ago. No, I mean for them too. But. Oh, for you too. Oh, sorry, y'all. Um, oh, we don't care. Is she gay? I want her. I, unconfirmed, but yes. You will understand. You will understand <laughs> Chris's lesbian like shipping after you watch. You will. It's true. Hashtag Tanara. Anyway. She is one of the people who I ship with the lesbian pirate. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so, but to me, it's huge. Those are two of my Lesbian and words. pirate, I know. If only she were blue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but Tam, I if you read any of my reviews for Tashi Station, I always kind of bemoaned the fact that we weren't getting more of Tam's backstory and that she wasn't being put in the spotlight as much as Kaz um, because Kaz is very much the hero of season one. It very much looks like season two is going to be Kaz and Tam on their opposite sides of the spectrum, and I am so unbelievably here for it. Fuck Yes. Um, and I know that for those who were in the panel, they did 
show the uh, premiere for season two, which I hear is life ruining. Even if we had been in there, we would not be allowed to talk about it. So doesn't matter. But I am excited and also clearly not emotionally ready. Like clearly I'm just going to be wailing on the floor. I know, right? Which is Star Wars. Speaking of wailing on the floor, I'm going to throw a tantrum at Tom until he tells me what Project Luminous is. Just kidding. I'm not, I would never do that to Tom. Tom is an angel. Um, <laughs> he would also not break. No, he would not. He's a, he's a consummate professional. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so Chris and I finally got to meet Tom in person at, at Celebration. I think he... I know. I think he was Tom! overwhelmed by me. me, me uh, he's just like this, this very unassuming, quiet guy. And uh, as uh, as I was saying, I, I didn't get there till Friday night. So Chris had already, like, met Tom and, like, introduced himself, whatever. And so Tom, like, pops up very quietly um, at the at the Hyatt bar <laughs> um, when I got there. And so we were at the bar, and Chris was like, oh, by the way, this is Tom. And I was just like, what? Oh, my God! I know. Be I like, Tom? <laughs> I probably scared the living shit out of him. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> I, mean, I was just like, I'm, I feel like I was very loopy from being on a plane and not getting enough sleep in St. Louis and being excited. And I was just, like, even more overwhelming than usual. But anyhow, um, so Lucasfilm... Publishing had a panel on the Monday of uh, Celebration uh, featuring Claudia Gray, Justina Ireland, Daniel Jose Older, um, Charles Soule, and Kevin Scott. And, you know, they ha- we had a... First of fucks, how fucking That group rude. of people, I know. Like, Jesus. Uh, so first, you know, we had, we had a good time, you know, asking them, like, you know, the usual questions. Like, how did they get into Star Wars? Like, what's... You know, what's been fun for them to be writing in Star Wars. La, 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 la. And then we got to the meat of the thing because you, we, we were all just sitting there waiting for, for for the shoe to drop. And it wasn't much of a shoe. It was like a fucking, like, half of a shoe. Like, the other half got et by the dog and just has yet to throw it up or whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, they, the five of them are working on a something for Lucasfilm Publishing called Project Luminous. It is coming in 2020 and that's literally all we know about it can someone explain the difference between lucasfilm publishing for sure so delray itself is an imprint of penguin random house a publisher and they specifically are the arm that publishes the the adult star wars books Kristen. um lucasfilm publish yes lucasfilm publishing is kind of like the umbrella for everything really right yeah so there's all there's also disney disney hyperion publishing which does the ya and younger books Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah lucasfilm publishing is basically in-house at lucasfilm Lucasfilm, the people who manage the publishing of all star wars stories across various other publishers yeah so that's across books is that does that include comics chris it does include comics yeah comics like kids books all that so now you know Sounds fit, yeah. but okay. And like literally, so this panel was an hour long. For 55 minutes, you know, they talked, had incredibly good and interesting discussions about, you know, writing and writing for Star Wars and all this good stuff. And then the last five minutes, there is out of nowhere, like pictures of those five at Skywalker Ranch, where they went on a retreat to Skywalker Ranch oh and like had uh-huh. like a creative like brainstorm retreat. And then a... A slide with the quote with obi-wan's quote from a new hope it's an energy field created by all living things it surrounds us and penetrates us it binds the galaxy together 
Next slide. Until dot, dot, dot. Next slide. Project Luminous coming in 2020. And that's all we got. And that's literally all we know. That is so fucking rude. I know. On so many levels. One, why wasn't Nancy there? It's called Skyline <laughs> Ranch. <laughs> she should be allowed to go. Podbomb should be allowed to go wherever the fuck she wants. That has Skywalker yep. right in the name. Also, Kate was supposed to be able to go because she's Kate. So true. Oh, eh, this was not yeah. to go. True. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all, all we know is, are those facts and the fact that Tom, we've been mentioning Tom, Tom, associate editor Del Rey, is super fucking excited about it. And that's literally all we've got. So we... Yeah, I don't know what this is going to be. I was about to say, we have no um, information. So, guys, what do you think it is? <laughs> uh, I mean, ultimately, I think it's probably going to be, based on what I've read about it, which hasn't been too much, it seems like it's probably going to be some kind of overarching um, publishing effort. So, instead of, I don't, I don't even know how to phrase this. Um, something where like, you know, maybe DJO puts out a book and Claudia Gray puts out a book and there's some comics and all of that, but it's, they've got the same themes. They have kind of the same end game and they're, I almost see it as like a mini, uh, gosh, I, I, I don't know how to make this mm-hmm. into words. Like a series or like a mini series, like some, not, it. Do you mean? No, and I'm not putting words in your mouth. I'm. This is an actual question. Do you mean like uh, something that's like focused on one particular story from multiple? I was just gonna say artists because like my brain is broken. Um, from multiple authors. Kind of yeah, like maybe not necessarily a series. Like fact pop, like, but bigger. Yeah, or broader i think is maybe the the way to put it like i hopefully it involves some weird force shit that's what i put on the outline (laughs) but like something addressing weird force shit i think it's probably going to be some kind of um concerted effort on the part of lucasfilm publishing to have these stories that are coming out that are pushing the same ideas um and like focusing on whatever themes they want to pursue with weird for shit. And honestly, if Daniel Jose older and Claudia gray are involved, I like want everything to do with this. I am so excited mm-hmm. for it. I don't even know what it is. Um, I don't really read the comics, um, purely from a, a book's perspective. Like I already can't seriously. Wait for this. Totally agree with that. Mm- Mom, can I ask a dumb question? (laughs) Um, Do we think this is going to be over all age groups? I don't know. Because I think there is a fair chance that it is. Just because Justina Ireland... Because it's specifically Lucasfilm Publishing, not one of the publishers. And because Justina Ireland and Kevin Scott have both written for younger readers. Uh, Justina Ireland wrote Lando's Luck, which is a middle grade book. And I think she's working on something for young readers, but don't quote me on that. And then Kevin Scott wrote the uh, the little like Han and Chewy um, choose your own adventure books for kids. So And uh, he writes for IDW's Star Wars Adventures comic line. Which are which aimed are, toward younger readers. Exactly. As well. 
Um, yeah, I I don't have guesses about what this is. I do just like my brain is like putting together breadcrumbs. Like, I think based on the authors involved, a other than being like they're all stars. Like, I do think their breadth of experience is noteworthy. Oh, and Daniel Jose Older in his like actual like authoring career outside of Star Wars has written middle grade books. I should mention that as well. Yeah, he he does he does middle grade. He has a big middle grade series. At least one middle grade series. Yeah. I don't know who Shadow Shaper is for. Yeah. If, if anybody here is new, I am so sorry first of all. <laughs> um, but we oh cover we cover just uh the quote adult quote um books and we do I, we do some YA and we do some middle grade. We do all the YA. We did a. T- we do and all the YA. We do a, a exactly. droplet of middle grade. Um, but yeah, so I think that's certainly noteworthy. I think it's noteworthy that this is being announced as coming 2020, right as it's announced that there's going to be a hiatus in the films after 2019. I think the fact that we have that quote about the nature of the force that it's called project luminous which obviously uh harkens back to luminous beings are we from yoda uh i think when we get uh, we're getting this at the same time that we're getting rise of skywalker which looks like it's going to be more about the force and like moving away from the concept of the jedi as the end all be all uh, master and apprentice again by claudia gray just came out which again no spoilers but it is it has a lot of force lore. Charles Soule's... No spoilers, but I yeah. bet it's right. fucking good. <laughs> uh, Charles Soule's Vader run is very heavy on force lore. Uh, so I do I do think putting those breadcrumbs together, it is something to do with the force and maybe some sort of force mythology project. Um, but in terms of the medium, I think it's... I don't know if it's a series of books or what but i i actually think it's something that like we aren't even thinking of because the fact that everybody is just so excited about this like i think i honestly think that they just put them in a room and were like if publishing as an industry didn't exist how would you want to do this yeah what so i have, i have two things about this so the first one is what i would really love is like, it just in general, and I don't know if it's going to have anything to do with Project Luminous, but what I would love in general is just the hashtag ancient Jedi text. You know, I want a Silmarillion for Star Wars, uh, which if you're not a Lord of the Rings fan, the Silmarillion is the mythology, basically, for the Lord of the Rings. Um, aside from that, I'm just like, what other things can you do with the written word besides poop out a book or a comic or, you know, something in like that general kind of form and i'm thinking about like uh interactive fiction so i don't have have any of y'all besides maybe chris because i probably flapped my mouth at him about it have any of y'all heard of twine okay no Miranda's laughing. No. is it something gay miranda no no it's just a very specific reference to a shitty movie Thank from God. 20 years ago. And it has nothing to do with the written word. Is it gay? Oh. <laughs> uh, no. Oh. Well, it's retracted. My, my uncle's largest bottle of twine. Nope. Know. Nothing. Nope. Just me. Cool. Never mind. Listeners, I don't know what twine is. if you get the reference, DM us. If you're right, I'll send you something. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, 
Twine, what it is, and it's one of like several like online plat- platforms for this, but basically it's like an interact in a platform for writing interactive stories. So, um, you can make it kind of like an almost like a virtual like automated choose your own adventure type thing, or you can turn it into something else. So, for uh, an example of a story, is um, there was a person who wanted to raise awareness about um, homelessness. And so what they did was they created um, a text-based game where, you know, like, you take on the character of a homeless person and it describes, like, you know, it is, like, you've been on the streets for X number of days. Um, this is what your physical state is. And then you, you, get a list, you get a list of choices and you pick one and then it goes on from there. And it's, like, how long can you survive on the streets sort of thing. And those are... Yeah. It's fucking wild. Um, there's another person uh, who is a trans person who wrote uh, a story about the experience of being trans. It's like, what are the choices you're going to make? Like, how many spoons do you have? Like, can you can you do hormone treatments right now? Can, uh, like, or can't you? Can you go to therapy right now? Um, probably the most famous uh, Twine story out there is about the experience of being depressed. And again, it's one of those things where it's just like... Um, you know, this is your mental state right now. Can you can you go to therapy? Can you can you can you go to your job and make money and there and therefore be able to afford to go to therapy? Do you do you talk to your friend about how you're feeling or do you like hold it inside? Like all that sort of thing. Like these are the kinds of projects that you can make out of this platform. And so, and I'm just totally I just totally went in a rant and I'm totally spitballing here. But if it is something like beyond. Like, taking the red word and taking it, like, into making it into something else, you know? Like, taking it beyond just the traditional page or even the traditional virtual page. That would be fucking baller. The only thing I'll add to that that we forgot to mention about the authors is that Kevin Scott is also the author of the upcoming audio drama, Dooku Jedi Lost. Yes. So, again, different mediums that, mm-hmm. that could be worked with. So yeah, it's going to be fucking cool. How dare Star Wars be non-movie? <laughs> like honestly, like multiple of the authors have said like this is one of the biggest things I've been involved in in my career. Like the people at Delray are like fucking excited about this. Michael Siglane, who was who is the head of Lucasfilm Publishing, who was the panel moderator, was fucking excited about this. Like it the the levels of excitement that I am getting from these people and again like not i am getting is in sources but just like seeing public interactions to me exceeds a normal novel or series like it goes beyond that so it's it's whatever it is it's going to be cool <laughs> yes. all right before Kristen has what i'm sure would be her third stroke of the episode because of length <laughs> Let's oh wrap God. it up here. Um, thank you for listening to this extremely long bonus episode of the Book Wars Pod. Again, even for us, this is a lot. So this isn't something we normally do, but we had a lot of thoughts about Star Wars Celebration. Now they're out. We're going to go back to our normal schedule. Next episode, we're reading uh, Battlefront Twilight Company by Alexander Freed, chapters one through seven. Um, also, we never actually decided what our contest give- was going to be to give away all our Celebration swag. So we should do that at some point. Um, but we have a lot of cool shit. So watch our Twitter and our podcast, I guess. Um, anyway, in the meantime, watch hit us up. Watch the podcast. Watch the podcast. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at BookWarsPod, BookWarsPod at gmail.com if you want to email us. And if you're in the Washington, D.C. area, come to AwesomeCon. 
two days from now, as you listen to this, uh, at 8.30 p.m. on Saturday in panel room 150, Kate and I are going to be running slash on a panel, Kate's going to be moderating, about Star Wars Multimedia Storytelling Empire, uh, basically what we talk about on the pod and the benefits and challenges of working on an interconnected story like this. We already have a couple panelists announced, Bria Lavornia from Tashi Station and StarWars.com, and E.K. Johnston, author of Queen Shadow and Ahsoka. We are, uh, as you listen to this, we will probably have our last panelist confirmed, but we don't as of recording it, so I don't want to say it right now, but it's going to be a really fun panel and we're really excited. So if you're in the area, come stop by, say hi to us. We'll give you a pin. Yep. Rude. <laughs> Rate, review, and subscribe to us and the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed. It really helps people discover the podcast. And donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon and give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookworspod. As you've heard this episode, your money does not just go into a slush fund somewhere. It gets spent on actual stuff. Kate and I have a sweet new setup uh, to get you guys better audio in your ears. So hopefully it sounds good to you, but also donate if you have the means. It helps us cover our costs. Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Pottington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. For Kate, Kristen, and Miranda, I'm Chris. Thank you for listening to us wax poetic about Star Wars Celebration this week. We will be back on our normal schedule of reading books next week. I'm allergic to all of the trees.